Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Graham singled up outside to the left. Breeze rolls to the right, stops, throws at the goal line, catch made, Lance Moore, touchdown. Falls into the end zone on the eight-yard touchdown strike as the Saints and Drew Breeze draw closer, but just six seconds remain on the clock. And Breeze has now thrown a touchdown pass in 35 straight games. Well, now back to NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. It's the second hour NFL Fantasy Live on Series 210 XM 87, and we are going to be talking about some sits at wide receiver, looking at some game-specific fantasy matchups, and, of course, <clears throat> that was Megadeth off the Last Action Hero soundtrack. Did you see Last Action Hero? Either that one was of you guys? the worst. I, was, I can't tell you how disappointed I am. If I ever met Schwarzenegger, I would say you owe me $6 for I that movie. I actually like that movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why oh. not? Schwarzenegger. I want to ask your honest opinion here, Fabs. Do you think Alex Flanagan from NFL Network liked that movie? No. No? I guarantee she didn't. We should ask her. We should ask her what her favorite Arnold movie is. And ask her about her fantasy team, which, oh, by the way, is kicking butt. It's doing pretty good. Yeah. Let's see. uh, Alex, you uh, on the line with us? I am, you guys. I don't have a favorite Arnold movie. I I think he, after he kind of... Messed up the state of California. <laughs> <Stop> watching, <laughs> Alex. So right now, Team Freaking Fantastic in the NFL Network League Game Day Morning seven and one. I know. What is the secret Definitely. to your success? You beat me two weeks ago. You're beating everybody. Okay, so here's here's what I was thinking about this morning. I was like, gosh, well, why am I doing well in this? And I think it's because I haven't had to do very much. Um, I had to um, pick up a kicker last week because Mason Crosby was on a bye. And um, and I went through kind of the um, the activity that's gone on in our league, and I've only made, I think, five transactions um, through, wow. <laughs> through, what, eight weeks? So I haven't done a whole lot. And I was I think I've made the least amount of transactions compared to everybody else. Um, but but it's so much depends on who you get in the draft, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I have Drew Brees, 
Ray Rice, Wes Welker, and then the other people I just kind of, you know, fill in here and there. But yeah, you've also got Steven funny. Jackson, Darren Sproles, Owen Daniels. This is a this is a heck of a team right here uh, that Alex has put together. And Flanny, I know you have more than just one league. You play in a couple of leagues. One of them is with a, a bunch of, of women who are big-time fantasy football followers, right? Yeah, and I'm not doing quite as well in that league. Although I Okay, we won't talk about that league then. <laughs> so she's but, um, beating yeah, all of us guys, but... Uh, yeah, the, the, ladies, the ladies she's not doing so well against, but the guys, she's kicking our butts. Um, my ladies, you guys, they you should see their smack board um, on Sundays. They're legit, and they love to talk trash. <laughs> they get pretty into it. Now these are are these like college friends? I mean, we talking Pat Benatar here? Who who's who's in your league? <laughs> it's just a group of girls that um, it was put together by a girl who's from Indianapolis and is a huge Colts fan, um, and she just got a bunch of her friends, most of whom had never really watched football before, but all have like husbands or boyfriends that that are big sports fans, and um, she got the girls together, and, and it's become a pretty fun thing. And now like she's taught a lot of the girls football through it. Um, I mean, our first meeting, I think one of the girls said, like, so fantasy football means you pick, like, the cutest guy that you think, like, would be a fantasy? <laughs> yeah. So that, we've educated them a lot in four so, years. So Tom Brady would be the number one overall pick, basically, yeah, yeah, if that was so. the premise. <laughs> so, Alex, let me ask you a question now. You know, you're doing a lot of work for Clearly NFL Network and also NBC doing the Sunday night games. Are there any players that are on your fantasy team that you've talked to pregame on a Sunday and said, hey, you're on my fantasy team. Uh, you know, don't be afraid to put up some points for me tonight. No, but I mean, all, when I'm there and, and interviewing them, I want to I want to scream that to them. I mean, I've I've covered a bunch of the Patriots um, games so far this season, and I've interviewed Wes Welker on the field after the games, and um, that's the first thing I want to say to him. Is like, I have no fantasy. Thank you so much. You're just gonna beat me, Michael Saviano. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially beat me. But, but, but I keep my cool as much as I can. I, I want to tell Tom Brady he's my fantasy quarterback too on my uh, on the girls team, but. Um, but I keep my cool, Fabs. Yeah. Alex, let me ask you this. Now, Now I, I know you're, you're probably doing pretty well, but I will give you $20. If $20, 20 whole dollars, if at halftime of the Notre Dame game, when you're talking to Brian Kelly, you tell him, I have Percy Harvin on a bye this week, who should I play? <laughs> Make that the final question. You ask him about how the offense looked in the first half. Uh, what are you going to do defensively at halftime? Percy Harvin's on a bye for me this week in my team. Who do I play? I wish I had the courage to do that because it would probably spice up those interviews sometimes, right? There's a, gosh, I can't tell you some of the time you're just sitting there going, gosh, okay, how do I ask him this or how do I phrase it right or how do you say, you know, um, I will try that. <laughs> so, uh, Flanny, this weekend, again. <laughs> this weekend you have Pittsburgh and Baltimore on Sunday night, which is a big-time matchup in the AFC North. Earlier this year, week one, in fact, the Ravens just decimated the Steelers. A lot of fantasy points from Joe Flacco, Anquan Bolden. It was a big game for the Ravens all around. What do you see happening this Sunday night? Because I think things could do a 180 based on which team scores more fantasy points than the other this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I think the Steelers, I was actually at their game on Sunday. That's the game I covered for um, Football Night in America against the Patriots. And I just feel like that's the only And they just kind of kept plugging people in there, and people were finding a way. I mean, from their offensive line to basically their entire front seven, I mean, they've just been kind of shifting people around. 
um, based on injuries, and they and they played so well against the Patriots offensively, uh, against their offense defensively. They played so well, and then look what they did on offense. So I think Ben Roethlisberger is kind of finding his groove a little bit, and and the receivers. You know, that's a young group of receivers for the most part there too, and I think those guys are really kind of growing into themselves. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think that the Steelers are gonna. This is gonna be a different game than when they first played. I think, don't you? Yeah, I think I think uh, another question. If another twenty dollars, ask Richard Mendenhall why he can't run the football this season. That that's another question fantasy owners want to know. Yeah, uh, you're well, going to put. Listen to this. The so last year in our league, um, I Fabs is always telling me draft a running back. Draft you have to get running backs your most important player, right? So, and then I talked to the great Peter King, who who gives some advice every now and then, also, right? And he tells me to draft Ryan Matthews. So in the first round, I pick Ryan Matthews, and I was just beside myself all year last year. <laughs> so, so like Richard, much worse than Richard, um, Ryan Matthews last year. Just it's so frustrating when you pick somebody like that and they just can't get it going. And week in and week out, you start them and play them, and you're just waiting for them to put up some big points for you, and they don't. Hey, Alex, do you notice to yourself, do you approach the leagues differently when it's a league that you're in with your girlfriends versus a league you're in with a bunch of guys? Do you, do you, do you well, act differently? Do you do you are you more confident in one league than the other? How, how do you feel? I feel like I need to study harder for the girls because um, <laughs> oh, what does that wow. say about us? I'm just kidding. The uh, the expectations are high for me in the girls league because um, because I you know cover sports for a living and none of them do so. They're always dumbfounded that I can't. Not only can I not win this league, I can't even come close. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but they take it really seriously. Like they're they're trading. You know they're, they're they're making trades all the time. Like I go and check out like Michael's column, or I read you guys, or listen to the fantasy show on dot com, and I try and get some advice. And I go to try and pick somebody up, and and one of the girls has already grabbed somebody. So they're pretty educated. Um, but I mean, you know, yeah. It's, um, I guess maybe it's just a little bit looser in the girls' league. Um, I haven't been talking smack that much with Dion and 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 Warren this year. <laughs> maybe I need to start. Yeah, and you know you're playing Michael Irvin this week, uh, who is four and four. And Flanny, you know, there, there's not more m- many people out here that I love more than you, but I am rooting against you this week because I'm in second place. I need Irvin to step up and beat you oh, because no. right now. Uh, Alex Flanagan is the Green Bay Packers of our fantasy football league. She is the one to beat right now. I checked out the game center this morning, and I think um, he's projected to get quite a few points um, with the lineup that he has right now. So I think we're pretty close. We're like based on the projections, like four points, four points off. But but I don't know. I've got some good. I've got some good guys going this week. Oh, don't don't pay attention to those projections, Alex. They have Colt McCoy <laughs> throwing for four fifty and I know. And, so do you, eight did, touchdowns. you guys? Is that you don't recommend that? Because that's often what I do. Is I, I look at those projections, and that's kind of what I base a lot of stuff I've, on. I very rarely ever use projections uh, as a basis for starting and sitting someone, but they are fun for people out there. So, yeah. and Alex, and you're, where, and you're where in our league? Oh, wow. see? I love that. See, Flanny's not afraid to talk trash. No. And, and here's the thing, Alex, is that my team is not doing very well. So, look, I'll trade you a lot of Colts and Redskins running backs for Drew Brees or Ray Rice. So I'll give you anybody from either of those She's teams not that one dumb. of those two people. She is man. not. She she knows her Jason, stuff, man. Here, here is the number one lesson I have learned in fantasy football is if you have an opportunity to get – 
a, a few of those quarterbacks, right? The Drew Breeses of the world, the Aaron Rodgers of the world, the Peyton Mannings, if he's playing. Think of the people that drafted Peyton Manning. Yeah, um, I'm one of them. Um, yeah. I'm one of them. <laughs> Think of the people that, that weren't as maybe educated and drafted him in the early rounds. Because, I mean, that's in my girls' league. Those The girls, they didn't know, you know, that he wasn't going to play. And um, they were all fighting over who could get Peyton Manning. Well, I don't and think I just any, sat back I, and said, go ahead and draft him. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that anyone really knew the extent of Manning's injury. I mean, it, it started yeah, out. During, it, when we had our draft, I remember it was, boy, he might miss the first two or three weeks. So it um, was, he was yeah. like a second or third round pick. Now, the later you got, if you had your draft right before the regular season, it was, boy, we're not even drafting him because he's not going to be. But when you had it like mid-August or, you know, third yeah. week of August, it was, okay, where do I take him because he's going to miss two or three games. I, I had a draft in mid-August. I got him in the fifth round and I was just happy as you can I remember be. that. Value pick, Michael Fabiano. And, Value yeah, pick. Not good. Not you know, good. You know, Alex, we all have different duties and assignments here at NFL West, and uh, that's what I call it in Culver City. And, and <laughs> I'm curious, you know, when you're assigned a game, like covering the Steelers, Patriots, do you find, even though we all work for the league, that when you have an assignment like that, it's almost harder to keep track of what's going on around the league because you're so lasered in on, on one set of games or, you know, one team? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm in the studio on Mondays um, doing our show at the NFL Network up to the minute. Um, So I kind of feel like I need to be on top of my game in terms of just knowing exactly what happened on Sunday. But, yeah, I mean, when you're at – I'm usually at a 4.15, 4.05 game. um, And I usually, you know, like to get there around noon Eastern time. Um, which means that, that, you know, I kind of, I bring my computer and I've got all my devices. I've got the direct TV. I've got it on my phone. I've got serious radio where I can listen to all the games. Um, I've got all this stuff where I can, you know, kind of track the games and, and I do, but, um, you know, a lot of times you're, you're on the field too and I'm talking and catching up with players. And so, yeah, so I have to kind of catch up the next day a little bit. I TiVo some of the games and I'll read and, you know, obviously check out NFL.com and all of that stuff. But yeah, when you're at a game, you're certainly, you know, kind of more present for that game than the others. Alex Flanagan, NFL Network. Also check her out. Notre Dame football Sunday night this week. Ravens and the Steelers. And Alex, I mean it. 20 bucks if you ask Brian Kelly if you should bench uh, who you put in your team for Percy Harvin. Let, let me think about that a little bit. <laughs> <Very good. laughs> I, I'm thinking she. I'm thinking no, Jason. I'm thinking no. <laughs> Alex, thank you for coming on, though. Thanks, you guys. I appreciate it. It was fun. Take care. One of my favorite people. I used to work with her at, back at the Fox best. when we were both produ- TV producers, mm-hmm. and uh, she was just starting out as as, as a TV a- as a, as, a, as a TV analyst mm-hmm. and, and being a reporter. And she was like, "Oh, you know, c- can we take a look at some of my stuff?" And I was like, "I've been producing for a few years," and I'm like, "All right, sure." And the first five seconds I saw her on TV, I said, oh, "Well, she's going to be a huge she star." Is, yeah, okay. she is. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. Get hired she's so right nice, away. and she knows her stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would love her immensely though. If she can you imagine just at halftime? Brian Kelly walking off the Not field. All right, happen. Brian. Not Percy Harvin's. Uh, he's on a bye this week. Who do I play? That would be incredible. Yeah. Do you know what I would love though? Is if Brian Kelly looked at her and said, "Well, is Donovan McNabb still skipping balls to him, <laughs> or, or, oh, he's not catching any more balls in the dirt? Okay, well then, uh, yeah, sure, start him." Or he just says, "You know, Darius Hayward Bay. You know, Greg Little. I heard the guys talking about. You know, he's a pretty good possibility there. See, that would be awesome." Hey guys, we got a little bit of news here. Uh, Wes Welker didn't practice on Wednesday. You're gonna want to watch his status. I wouldn't think he'd miss this week's game. But Darren McFadden, uh, a report just come out on Twitter that he exited the Raiders facility in a protective boot and on crutches. That's not good <laughs> on a Wednesday. 
Uh, it's looking more and more like McFadden is very questionable to maybe doubtful to play, and that makes Michael Bush a very attractive start in most fantasy leagues. Yeah, that, that's the thing about Wednesday practice is that the, the, when you get details out of stuff from Wednesday practice, that's a big deal. If you just hear so-and-so didn't practice, lots of guys get held out on Wednesday now. It, it's very common. You know, it's, It used to be you hear a guy held out of a Wednesday practice and it was, oh my God, he's not going to play. But if you don't get specific reasons, I'm not worried too much, too worried about Wes Welker. But here's Darren McFadden now where we didn't know if he'd be able to come. He couldn't have played last week. We know that. We thought he could come back this week off the bye. But hey, Michael Bush is a guy that's getting 10 touches a game when McFadden's in the lineup. Now that's going to double because you know they're going to rely on him. I really love Michael Bush this week. You know, a couple things. I still remember when when, uh, Steve McNair took the Titans to the playoffs in 02, and he pretty much missed every practice. Steve McNair questionable. That was his name that year. Yeah. Yeah. The last eight games of the season. And we were just talking a second ago about Donovan McNabb or referencing Donovan McNabb skipping passes to Percy Harvin. The Vikings are on our bye, but just out of curiosity, what would you – say is Christian Ponder's fantasy value going forward? I, I think he's no more than a matchup, maybe two. I mean, I know rookie quarterbacks have been playing far better than we've been used to them playing this season. Except for Gabbard. Except for Gabbard, <laughs> exactly. Jaguar fans everywhere. Uh, now uh, going to start sending hate mail to Elliot Harrison. But, yeah, no, Elliot, you're absolutely right. I, I just... I need to see more. I need to see more. Uh, there's a lot of quarterbacks out there that I'd probably play over Christian Ponder. He's he's a he's a matchup guy, and that's a good thing because for a guy to come out and be a matchup guy because he makes plays with his legs, you can get your rushing yards. He's a guy that on the right matchup, I can say okay, I can I can write him in for I think 15 points, which is pretty good going forward. You know, considering how most guys are going to hit the wall, some of these rookie quarterbacks are going to hit the wall. He didn't get the job till midseason. He's going to finish up strong. He's better than he's already been his entire career at Florida State. So I think the right matchup. I wouldn't play him against the Ravens. I wouldn't play him against the Niners, you know, the Bengals teams like that. But the right matchup, I have no problem putting Christian Ponder in if I have that kind of question. So you'd play him against the Tampa Bay Bandits or the Houston uh, Gamblers? Bandits, I the... would. Gamblers defense is a little underrated, <laughs> though. I, yeah, I would, yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, I mentioned Blaine Gabbert, but I think we have to remember that Blaine Gabbert's struggles are the norm and not the exception. But the way that Red Dalton's played, the way that Cam Newton's played, and even the way that Ponder's played, it looks, it, it, it makes it seem like being a rookie quarterback and being productive is the norm, and that's just not the case. No, Ben Roethlisberger was the first guy in, what, 20 years to be a, a rookie to come in. And, and what's happened is these guys are being put in positions to succeed. It, and that's a big thing. Look, Blaine Gabbert's on a team that's abysmal. All right, the Jaguars are really bad, so he can't really succeed. But all these guys, the Bengals aren't bad. Look, their defense is great. You know, they they got a pretty good running back. They got lucky in the draft with A.J. Green. He turned out to be really good. He's in a position to succeed. All these rookies, Cam Newton, the, the Panthers weren't a bad football team. They just had a really bad year, and Jimmy Clausen was a bad quarterback. But now they come back, their offensive line is okay. You still have the threat of the running backs, even though they become Cam Newton-driven. Steve Smith is now back being elite fantasy receiver again. So if you're put in a position to succeed, there's no reason why you can't be. But it used to be rookie quarterbacks would get thrown into the fire right away because they played on horrible teams who would just say, we have no choice but to put that guy out there. So if you're in that position to succeed, you can succeed right away as a rookie. I, I agree. And, and Fabs, you want to tell our listeners basically who we're having on in about 10 minutes because I think it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, Adam Richmond from Man vs. Food Nation, a uh, good buddy of mine, popular show there on uh, the Travel Channel and – he is a huge Miami Dolphins fan, uh, a Ouch. huge Dan Marino fan, and someone that I'm trying to get into fantasy football. 
uh, Burt Kreischer, who actually does a show on Travel Channel also called Burt the Conqueror. He's a big fantasy football guy, uh, a big Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan who actually rode on one of the roller coasters at Magic Mountain here in Los Angeles with Warren Sapp, who is also a really good buddy of mine. And Sapp screamed. He, he strikes like, me as a screamer. It yeah. was it, it was funny. It was yeah. funny to watch that. But um, yeah, Adam is uh, is a great guy. He's been all over the place. That show has been just unbelievably popular for that channel. And again, uh, Adam, a big Dolphins fan, so we can talk about Daniel Thomas, and he could talk about Dan Marino until the cows come home. Huge Dan Marino fan, and I also want to talk to him about the show, how the show is going. He's actually got a show. On tonight, Wednesday night, uh, that is from Green Bay. That was that was taped when they were at Lambeau for the first game of the year against the Saints. And I'm a lot looking, of sausage and cheese. I'm talk, looking I'm at this challenge. Up on show. It's called the Grave Digger Challenge, and Antonio Freeman and Gilbert Brown are both on there. The burger that these guys got to eat. Holy Lord! There's no way. There's uh, this no thing way. is bigger than. Wow, it is gigantic. You know, what it looks like it looks like the size of a of a Thanksgiving turkey. It's unbelievable. If you go if you go to travelchannel dot com, you can check it out. I mean, wow, is it, is it it's the, huge. Is yeah. it the uh, old ninety sixer? No, from the great, <laughs> great outdoors. outdoors. But I'm pretty sure Adam Richmond did that challenge at some point or <laughs> another. The old ninety sixer. The old ninety sixer. Remember that? All right. Well, we have to take a break here on NFL Fantasy Live, and Adam Richmond will be coming up. We're also going to get into some sits at the wide receiver position and go into a couple of specific games this weekend and what the fantasy implications are. So stay right with us here on Sirius 210 XM 87. NFL Fantasy Live. I'm Elliot Harrison, joined by Michael Fabiano and Jason Smith. And i got to be honest, Jason, I know most of the music. I don't know who that is. This is Wolfmother. This is this is the their second CD was the best rock CD of the last. Well, let's see, American Idiot, the second best rock CD of the last fifteen years. That's not the band with the dude from White Stripes, is it? No, no, different band. Wolf Mother is an Australian band. Oh. The first out, the first CD they had an entirely different lineup, and the CD was just okay. Then he kicked everybody else out of the band. They don't like the guy. He brought an entirely new band, rhythm guitarist, and now. Wolfmother is. I'm trying to get Fabs into him, trying to get Adam Rank into him. You would love, I can't believe, Wolfmother is incredible. I listen to CD all the time. Second Wolfmother CD, Cosmic Egg. So if you had, uh, you know, to make a decision in your flex spot, would you go with uh, Megadeth or would you go with Def Leppard? Uh, I would put I would put Def Leppard in. Megadeth is more of that solid band. You know what you're going to get. Def Leppard gives you that 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 the heights of the pour some sugar on me hysteria. You may get something great out of Def Leppard. Def Leppard in my flex spot for hair bands. See, I, I consider Def Leppard a little bit of a low end flex. Low end flex? Yeah, because here's the thing. The Ontario hardesty of uh, flex. Okay, I'm, I'm going to use your own logic against you, which <laughs> Fabs does to me all the time. Right after he tells me how much he loves me. Uh, you know, Megadeth, you know what you're going to get. Uh-huh. And so you know they're good for 12 to 14 points every week. That's a okay. lot of points for Megadeth. Def Leppard, you get a great song like Too Late for Love, and you think, oh, man, I'm rolling with 25 points this weekend. And then they give you just some awful love ballad that's like, you know. Like Love Bites? Like Love. <laughs> sure. That's like Dexter McCluster for you on Monday night. <laughs> you know, so I don't know, Fabs, uh, your thoughts? You guys know I love that music. Uh, I absolutely. He's love. about to rip us anytime yeah. he says, "Hey, I, you know, know I, I love." love music. No, why would you think that? Why would you think that, Harrison? <laughs> but see, I, I was. You no, know, I mean, Def Leppard was great. I'm more into the Van Halen and the Journey and the Motley Crue and that kind of stuff. Same genre. Um, Skid Row, Sebastian Bach. Man. Oh, that first Skid that Row boy, CD was he incredible. Could just shred. He was great. 
let's get off of the 80s hairband topic and uh, take a call here. How about we do that? John in Delaware has a trade question for us. Go ahead, John. Hey, how you doing? Thanks, uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I have I have Drew Brees, Ryan Matthews, and Bolden, and somebody offered me Michael Vick, Jeremy Macklin, and MJD. What should I do? Wow. So it was Brees, it was Bolden, yep. and, and it was Matthews, and you're getting yes, back Vic. Vic, Macklin. Macklin, and MJD. Ooh, wow. That's interesting. You, you know, trades like this, a lot of times it's kind of like you're just trading the same the same sort yeah. of value. I mean, Vic and Breeze are extremely close in value. Um, I'd rather have Matthews than MJD, but Matthews can't stay healthy to save his I'd life. I'd do it. I'd make that trade. I would make that trade. You know, I, I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I pull the trigger. I'm th- I like just, Macklin just better. Just for that part I, of it. I, yeah. I, I think I pulled the trigger. I like actually like Macklin better than Bolden. To be quite honest with you. I think I think this is a deal you do simply because if you're getting Michael Vick over Breeze, you're getting a little bit of an upgrade, but not much. Uh, Macklin is a little bit of an upgrade, but I think the potential of MJD over the injured Ryan Matthews, especially because this week you're not going to be able to play Ryan Matthews, and if you need to win this week and you can pull this pull this trigger off, you know, go ahead and do it because you know this is something that. Well, although you know what, MJD is going to buy this week, so it wouldn't help you this week. But yeah, I I think that's I think that's I like a pretty it. good deal. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, again. A healthy Matthews is more valuable than a healthy MJD. Yeah. But um, Ryan Matthews can't stay healthy. No. He can't stay out of that trainer's room. I mean, honest to God, he stays healthy for a shorter period of time than Kim Kardashian. Oh! Come on. Oh, can stay married. Very See? nice. See what I did Michael there? Fabiano, everybody. See what I did there? And again, Harrison didn't laugh. You're a jerk, Harrison. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, you're a jerk. You know, I'm trying to drive the ship here, and, and you know, we got – we got Adam on the phone waiting for us. And, Let's do you know, it. I, I just didn't want to get into it, but I, I, I could take one more joke. I mean, do you have – Take one good? more joke? We're, we're all good? Yeah. We're good. It's NFL Fantasy Live here on Sirius XM at <laughs> 210XM87. Coming up next, Adam Richmond from Man vs. Food Nation. We're going to talk Dolphins. We're going to talk Fantasy. We're going to talk food. We're going to talk Green Bay, Lambeau Field, and the biggest burger you will ever see in your life. It's NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, and Elliot Harrison here. Phone number is 888-963-2682. You're listening to Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Michael Fabiano alongside Jason Smith and Elliot Harrison. And we are pleased to bring in a good friend of mine from Man vs. Food Nation, Adam Richmond. How are you doing, my brother? I'm fine, brother. Thank you for having me on, man. Uh, excited about tonight's show in Green Bay. Why don't you let the folks in on this unbelievable challenge, the Gravedigger Challenge, with a hamburger that is how big? It is, uh, well, it is named after nose tackle Gilbert the Gravedigger Brown, and he wore jersey number 93, so it is a 93-ounce cheeseburger that takes 45 minutes to cook each side. Oh, my God. It is ridiculous, but this was actually really cool because this was actually an episode done um, with the collaboration of the National Football League, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys know that... um, you know, there are so many rights and clearances, like, you know, whether you can tape inside, outside, inside is NFL films, but outside you can do whatever. But so to have league cooperation was tremendous. And, um, you know, even though it wasn't, you know, Sun Life Stadium, it was still very nice <laughs> to uh, be able to do something with the opening. And, you know, my gosh, to have 
the most recent Super Bowl champs, but the Super Bowl champs before them leading off the season and to be able to be there for that kind of stuff. That's kind of the energy we tried to capture in Green Bay. Yeah, if the people out there don't know, Adam is a, and Adam, I'm going to apologize in advance for this, a Miami Dolphins fan. Having a rough year, man, so. You think are, so? <laughs> uh, <laughs> are, you, are you hoping that they have the number one pick and get Andrew Luck, or do you actually want to win a few games this you year? You know, I thought about the whole, you know, people ask me a lot about the whole suck for luck campaign, and like, you know, and I think about where Indianapolis is, and first of all, it's pretty cool to be able to say, hey, we have the same record as the Colts. That's kind of, <laughs> that's, that's a first. But, you know, it's tough because it's demoralizing to the fans and it disrespects the franchise if you quote-unquote throw games. But I, I am of the opinion that you need to start, you know your starters are good, and I know that they probably have contractual, like, requirements that they have to start a certain number of games. But I think what you do is if you realize that this season is in jeopardy, you actually start getting those younger guys and those newer guys that otherwise might not see playing time. You get them up to speed. That's my that's my armchair quarterback thing. I think that you still play your hearts out, but you sit, you you know keep your real quality guys healthy and then you just see who else really wants the job. And you have these guys like play their hearts out for a job. I, I just I can't imagine after that one season before Charlie Tuna came, when we went, what, we won like a game? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then for the team to have that had the one undefeated season to go with the unwinning season, that could be a pretty uh, pretty big blow to both myself and, and to other Dolphin fans. So I, I would like them to, to play hard, and uh, whether or not they get Andrew Luck, it, it, it diminishes the game, I think, if they don't play for a tactical reason like that. It's not like, you know walking your slugger to get to the next bat- batter. It's a, it's a different sport entirely. Yeah, I don't think you have to worry so much about that because I watch Matt Moore play quarterback, and I go, just throw this guy out there, let him do the best he can. You're still going to lose all 16 games. Oh, my God. He got <laughs> drilled. I was at the Jets game in the fourth quarter. He got drilled so yeah. hard, his grandma got, like, knocked out of her chair. <laughs> and I remember going, this poor guy, and I looked, and I was like, well, he's strung together a couple wins. He was in uh, Jacksonville, right? No, was it Carolina? Uh, Carolina, yeah. Carolina, yeah. that's right. And uh, he, I know he had a couple, a couple of really impressive games and seasons with Carolina, but it's just it's a different game. It's um, and playing, you know, with the pass rush that he's had to deal with, and you know, having having problems in the secondary like they have. I mean, I just don't know if they're moving the ball around the grid enough. So, yeah, it's it's a rough it's a rough state of affairs. And with Chad Henney out, and because Sperano hasn't reached out to me. Uh, you know, I don't know what their quarterback <laughs> prospects are. I've made the offer. I can scramble a little. I've got a cannon for a right arm. I have decent field vision. I look good in aqua. <laughs> but I'm getting no love. I'm getting no love. Well, Adam, for a guy who probably has Mark Duper and Nat Moore posters at home in your room, is it really hard over the last two years to watch the Tony Sperano one yard in a cloud of dust offense? Yeah, it, it was tough. I mean, look, the Wildcat was extraordinarily exciting. It was cool that, like, the Dolphins had garnered, like, some kind of offensive attention again, you know, for, for me personally. But it's been it's been tough. And then Henny, Henny getting hurt, you know, it, it's just like this cumulative effect of, like, just agony, 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 because you know that this franchise is better. And, you know, you don't want to see – like, I would hate to see, you know, my, my team become like the Orioles of football kind of thing. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Hey, Adam, so let me ask you a question about the show. What is 
the one question that you always get asked when you're on the road filming Man vs. Food Nation? I mean, I get a bunch. I mean, the nice ones are like, do you have a girlfriend or do you ever try anything you don't like or those are the other ones. Then you get people that like want to know about like the size of my turds and my cholesterol level. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of which wow. are like, really meant for public purview. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, the thing is, it's also stuff like, like, for example, in Green Bay, you know, a lot of people really want to know, are you going to blah, blah, blah? Are you going to blah, blah, blah? Because if you think about it, like there's this team that literally the, the town owns, that it's not just, you know, we love this team, this is our squad. The, you know, it's a publicly owned team, so everyone has this vested interest. And once they knew that it was going to be on this show that they loved, people were really adamant about, well, you're going to this place, right? You're going to that place. You're having brats, right? You're having butter burgers, right? You're having, you know, cheese curds, right? And so I get a lot of, like, people telling me, like, listen, you cannot do my hometown unless you show X, Y, and Z. Let, let me ask you this, because I, I, I've always wanted to know this. As much as I watched the show, I dug when you went to my hometown of Syracuse. You met Jimmy Bayheim, That was awesome. I look at what you're going to eat tonight and this burger, and I just see it right away, and I go, there's no way, because it, it's as big as a turkey. Well, it's not What's me. Bi- it's not me, though, because remember, with Nation, it's all about the fans. That yeah, was the like right, right, challenges. Right. Yep. But I, I think, yeah. It's these two cheeseheads from University of, uh, University of Wisconsin Oshkosh, and <laughs> it's a two-man challenge. So it's a 93-ounce burger challenge. I think they have an hour. And um, they just have to sort of go in, hammer and tongs, and try to knock it out. Because apparently the gravedigger himself, during his playing heyday, could, like, knock out one and a half effortlessly. Gilbert Brown could eat one and a half of those things? Hey, Gilbert Brown was a big boy. He still still is. Let me tell you, he still is. Holy cow. And, and, you know what, for for anybody listening at home, if you go to – TravelChannel.com and check out the Man vs. Food page. They have a gallery, uh, behind-the-scenes pictures of of what's going on with the show tonight. And Gilbert Brown is with Antonio Freeman and Adam standing in front of this behemoth monster burger. And I can't believe Brown eats one and a half of those things. It's incredible. Yeah, it's kind of mental. The other thing that was really great about him, my, uh, my director, while being a sweet guy and a former running back himself, uh, didn't have the presence of mind to not wear a purple shirt while filming oh. Bay. And I was like, you dumbass. You giant, giant walking dumbass. And sure enough, Gilbert was like all on him. He's like, grown man should never wear purple. And like, now I happen to look good in purple, but I was scared of Gilbert. So I was like, yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. He's an idiot. He's a, he's a loser. But yeah, man, that was, that was rough because people didn't know it was like, you know, my, my director's kind of a hipster, so there was probably an American apparel shirt of some kind or whatever. But people saw purple in this sea of green and gold, and they were like, oh, we must kill him. We must tear him <laughs> from limb. But those well, boys I- could tailgate, I'll tell you. Green Bay can tailgate. They yeah. like their beer, and they like those brats, baby. <laughs> well, Adam, we are a fantasy football radio show, and... and- one of the players that we talk about a lot is Aaron Rodgers, who's having an incredible year. But I actually think this game against San Diego that he's he's going to have a little bit harder time than usual. And, and you've been watching football for a while. You know that even good teams have a lemon for a game. You think there's any way the Packers get derailed in San Diego this weekend? I mean, it's really going to depend upon how much they shut down. You know, I mean, because with, with Aaron Rodgers, I don't really think it's the pass rush. I think it's how well you cover cover the receivers. And I, I think that uh, 
because I think he's he's hardy enough to withstand the pass rush, and I think he's able to release the ball pretty quickly. But um, I don't know. They are really the team to beat this year, though. I mean, I think that the bigger surprises this year, you know, at least like for right now, you know, in the very beginning of the season, I remember Chris Johnson was saying he wanted to be paid uh, not just like a top running back. I think his, he wanted to be one of the top playmakers, isn't that what he said? And now right. he's like not in like the t- top 20 running backs anymore. Yeah. And so I think that there are like even, you know, bigger surprises like across the, I mean, all my friends are like, do I bench CJ? Do I play CJ? Like, it's, it's, I don't know. I think that, that the Chargers will put up a good game, but after I lost with the, I thought Baltimore was going to win, you know, last week in, uh, on Monday Night Football. And once that kind of gross nine to seven thing happened on Monday night, like my whole world has been thrown into upheaval. I thought, I thought Detroit had Atlanta. Detroit came into that game five and five and one. Atlanta was split three and three. It was Detroit at home. I did not expect the Falcons to win. So I don't know if I'm the guy to ask. All my all my picks have have kind of gone to the toilet. Well, let, let, let me ask you something that I've been I've been waiting to ask you for a long time. What's the most intimidating plate of food or dish that you've come across in all your years of doing this? Oh my gosh, um, I would say maybe the challenge that we did in the Niagara Falls episode was pretty ridiculous because it was like a full, like family sized meal um, that I ha- would have had to have eaten by myself, but it was like. Full order of chicken parm, full loaf of bread, bowl of Italian wedding soup, order of lasagna, order of stuffed uh, manicots, order of spaghetti and meatballs, um, some sausages or something nonsense like this. There was a dessert. There was a sa- it was ridiculous. A full <laughs> meal. So I fought the good fight as much as I could, um, and it was tough because we hadn't started airing in Canada yet. So everyone was like, "Who in the hell is this guy?" with this camera crew and why is he eating like he's going to the electric chair in two minutes <laughs> um and so and then the thing is uh you know there were a lot of drunk people there so they were like howling at this spectacle so that whole experience was kind of crazy but that much starch in my it was like you know ace ventura when he got hit with the blowgun darts and he was like oh. four darts is too much <laughs> like just lasagna and the shells and the pasta and a loaf of I took because I cut open the loaf of bread put the chicken parm on it made a chicken parm sandwich dunked it in the soup and I ate those two together knocked out the lasagna worked on this but then it was just like the pasta was like cold and whatever but that much starch and that much rich stuff I was fit to be tied I was done for oh man done All right, Adam last question before I let you go my man uh, I know Dan Marino is your hero and your idol? He, his uh, starting lineup figure is sitting on my modem as I talk, as I talk <laughs> to you. I've had that starting lineup figure since I was six years old, and I'm looking <laughs> at it right now. Have you have you met him yet? Like I, I know I I tried to hook you guys up. Yes, have you actually- I know. And by the way, Michael Fabiano is one of the most generous cats ever. He got me Dan Reed's autobiography signed. To which Dan signed, go deep, which I thought was pretty dope. Uh, <laughs> no, I have not met him, and when I do, I will cry like a little bitch with a skin knee. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. I, I'm going to ho- hook you up, man. It's just that your schedule is so tough with, with all the success you're having with Man vs. Food Nation, but we will, we will make that happen. And I know the Dolphins want to have you as an honorary guest, and, and again, I love you, Adam, but you would probably be 
the most impressive thing going on <laughs> at a Dolphins game because the team's not very good right now. But I'm just so, curious, what do you guys think? Because you guys are pros and you guys work with the NFL. What did you guys think about what Reggie Bush said? About Reggie Bush? What are his comments about the Dolphins, about what, the team? Yeah, I, when he said they stink? Yeah, when he was just like people aren't playing hard and all that, that stuff. I was just curious because you guys do this for a living. Like, I, I, you know, uh, I'm too close to it because that's my squad and – my friend Bobby McRae used to play for the Saints with Reggie, mm-hmm. and his wife uh, grew up with the Kardashians and stuff, and so I, I kind of met Reggie, and I, I was at the wedding. You know, Reggie was one of Bobby's um, groomsmen with Jeremy Shockey. So I got a chance to talk to these guys, and so to kind of know the guy and then to see him you know, join my, fr- you know, my favorite franchise and see that stuff happen, of course, it kind of bummed me out, but I'm, you know, I, I don't work with the league, and I was just curious, do you guys think that it was kind of like kosher, or was that, was that, uh, was that out of bounds? I, I think it was out of bounds, uh, Adam. I, I, don't, I think if you were going to say that, uh, you need to point the finger at yourself first. And uh, Reggie Bush has been a huge disappointment. Darren Sproles has been much better in New Orleans, much more effective. And I think Reggie Bush would have come off a lot better if he said, you know what, I stink right now. I need to bring my level of play up. And frankly, as a team, we all kind of stink. Now, if he had said it like that, I may not have a problem with it. But the way it came off, and and let's be honest, Reggie Bush is not exactly someone that people – he's not the first guy you think of when you think of high-character guys in the NFL. I'm Uh not saying he's one of the worst. I'm just saying he's not one of the first that come to mind. He's not a Drew Brees. And I think it just came off the wrong way, partially because of the source and partially because he didn't exactly point the finger at himself first. I think if it was a case where a Jason Taylor said it, a guy who had been – even though he wasn't there last year, but he'd been there for the majority of his career. If a guy like that, a team leader, says, hey, we all stink, this team stinks, you take it because, okay, this guy has earned the right to say that because of what he's done for the team, what he's done for the right, right, right. he knows it. But a guy like Reggie Bush has been there for all of six weeks and hasn't played well, it's like – Who's this swinger to come out and say this? I'm not paying any attention to what this guy says. Yeah, I, I agree. And you know what, Adam? Maybe we'll put in a call to the Dolphins and see if we can't get you under center. Maybe in week 16, week 17, when the Dolphins maybe have one win and they're uh, they're continuing to suck for luck. You know, we'll get Adam Richmond under center for the Finns. A dream come true. Well, and it since is. People- you know what? The thing is, even though I think Tyler Sigpen wears my, the number I would want, which is 16, uh, I think right where the Pennington wears, wears 16. Either way, I... I you know, for me, my whole thing is, you know, you look at, like, who is replaced. You know, Mark Ingram obviously has a copious amount of talent. He has youth on his side, um, massive size, you know. Uh, you know, I think that it, it's definitely got to suck when you know you've been replaced by someone with such a copious amount of talent like that. <laughs> but, like, that was my whole thing is that I, I feel so bad because, you know, I'm a, I'm a Dolphin fan in New York, and that's hard enough. You know, and like yeah. we're, like the AFC East rivals are right here, you know, and like everyone I know is gangrene. So then all of a sudden, you know, then they play the Giants right away. So everyone's hating on me anyway. I just would hate. I hope that the uh, I don't know if and just the addition of Andrew Luck is really enough. And I think that the notion of tanking a season for one guy, you know, they say one monkey don't stop no show, but I think that it also goes the other way, like. I don't know if one quarterback can really do so much. I mean, Sam Bradford made tremendous strides for the Rams, as you know, but I think that um, I think that, that other changes need to be made. You know, I, I they've got a great you know great offensive line with my, my buddy Jake Long in there, and 
I just I wish that they would the, the you know that could hold up that pocket a little bit longer, give Matt Moore a chance to complete some stuff. Adam, appreciate your time, Man versus Food Nation tonight. The Grave Digger in Green Bay, Gilbert Brown, Antonio Freeman. Thanks a bunch. We'll enjoy the episode tonight. Thanks. Oh bro. man, delicious Thanks, burgers tonight. Delicious brats and maybe the best fried cheese curds in the country. <laughs> Thanks, oh. Adam. You say you fried guys. and cheese, and See you yeah. got me. See, you, Adam. Great stuff. NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, and Elliot Harrison. That, of course, Adam Richmond, Man versus Food Nation. Coming up next, put a bow on the show. Give you some big starts and sits going forward. Week nine in the National Football League. You're listening to Sirius. XM Fantasy Sports Radio. NFL Fantasy Live, Michael Fabiano, Jason Smith, Elliot Harrison. We just had Adam Richmond from Man vs. Food Nation on talking to us about uh, a lot of interesting stuff. You know, he said he wanted to be quarterback, but honestly, I think he should be like deep snapper for the Dolphins. That way, people could still ask him about his cholesterol and his, what did he say, his turd? His turd. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I tell you, people don't mind being bold when they ask questions of celebrities. You know? Yeah. No, they don't. How big are your turds? Well, so, Interesting. who are your turds of wide receivers that you don't want to start? <laughs> That's a horrible segue, Harrison. This, this week, Harrison, you need to. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> following that is tough. Uh, you know what? Anquan Bolden's been hot over the last few weeks, but it's you can't rare. bench him. But this is a tough matchup. Ike Taylor's really become one of the better cover corners in the National Football League. Sidney Rice against the Cowboys. Outside of Calvin Johnson, no wide receiver. Uh, who's number one on that team's depth chart, has scored more than 10 fantasy points against the Cowboys. Michael Crabtree, tough matchup against the Redskins. I don't like Plaxico Burst against the Bulls. Sorry, uh, the Bills. Sorry, Jason Smith. Nate Washington, good start last week. Don't like him this week. And Stevie Johnson will be on Revis Island. I'd bench him if I had wide receiver depth. Jason Smith, final thoughts? Uh, four of the guys that Fabs just told me, I have on my team. So I'm going to have a tough, very tough <laughs> thing to do this week. Hey, you better be back here next week. NFL Fantasy Live on every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific. Take care, guys. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a, a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit mortonbuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. 
When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today.